What's good, Internet, and welcome to session 117 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your host, Alex Arona. Some real talk here. This podcast isn't just about fast cars, explosions, and using a lot of sports cars to attack a tank, or even grappling hook cars. It's about family. That was Getty, that was solid. <laughs> that was solid. I'm so hyped on that movie. Part of that family is expert hacker Joel DeWitt. Uh, I'm not really adept at hacking. Uh, where is this coming from? Joel, I don't have time to explain what I don't have time to explain. Uh, it, all I gotta say is, what, uh, Fast 6, they shoot the hacks into cars. They literally shoot the hacks into the cars. One day you'll get it. Uh, I'm, also, get that, I'm also gonna say, moving from Fast and Furious to Destiny is like the most Alex and Getty thing ever. <laughs> oh yeah, just, for sure. I just need that known here. I'm living one quarter mile at a time. Also with us, the man who knows about speed, Eric Getty Gettinger. If you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> Wrong movie. <laughs> you ruin everything. Oh, man. Uh, and uh, also with us, replacing Alec, is... Oh, we didn't get a guest this week. Burn. My bad. What happened? Burn. Did the entire People cast of my emails. Uh, Gaming Fix back out? <laughs> I should, <laughs> I should, I should just send him a mass email. Hey, hey, any one of you guys? Anybody? Any? No? Crickets? Yeah, okay. What you gonna do? This week we swing our swords in early adopters. Get that E3 hype in the news. Not quite there yet, and we get salty in the backlog blog. But first, early adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and damn, that's a big sword. Mm-hmm. The deepest sword, <laughs> Joel. <laughs> this yeah. whole thing is innuendo. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. Um, I. I felt I gross. I, I, I felt gross. <laughs> I stopped trying about to three swords cat, in. <laughs> that was my limit. <laughs> Just okay. Uh, the the first time it was funny, right? Uh, the, the, so the whole game, you're playing this knight, and you have this sword. You can go left to right, but you can kind of use the sword to pivot and sort of leverage yourself up into different spaces as you bear it down think, to the ground. Think keeping it together with Bennett Foddy. Yeah. Yeah, that that one that was infamous for being just a miserable game. I, I'm pretty sure that's used as torture devices in uh, in the uh, NSA or something. But, yeah, <laughs> the uh, this game is interesting in that it, it makes it so to where just moving is a puzzle, right? Because... Some of these sections, like I said, I, I got like three knives in. But these sections would be like you can go up above some platforms or you can go straight. And going straight, it's going to be like this weird tunnel that you're having to shimmy up and down moving the sword to like try to get through. Or the top way is this long jump set of jumps you have to make by leveraging the sword to launch you there. Nearly impossible but- jumps. <laughs> But the physics, you like pogo too. The physics on I figured this out how to good. pogo. I I kept getting caught up. If you have the sword in front of you, uh, you keep having to sort of like feather the 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 up button on the sword to keep it from dragging you. And then you, if you go backwards with it behind you, yeah. Uh, if you go forward with it behind you, you end up getting into these locations where you need the sword in front of you. Then you have to back out of that area, flip the sword over, then try to go back in. Well, that's the magic of it. Since it's 2D, there isn't that third dimension for you to, you know, move the sword around your waist. 
<laughs> you either have to go <laughs> up or down with it. Thank you, thank you for outlining their sequel, Daddy. That's yeah. <laughs> it's it's exactly what it's going to be. And it's it's cool pixel art that it's like you're this this happy go lucky knight who just really wants to go and defeat the dragon. And to do that, the dragon has a big crack, like a like a fissure in its back, mm-hmm. and you have to get to the dragon, which is uh, troublesome to get through the dungeon, and you have to s- wiggle your sword down into the fissure. And when you do that, the dragon asks, uh, is it is it in yet? Yeah. Is it in yet? And then kills you. And you start over, now with the sword even bigger, and the dungeon is longer. So you have to work your way back to the dragon, and then... And, and also, again, the sword being bigger makes the obstacles harder to clear now. And then uh, the dra- you put it in the dragon... And the dragon then demoralizes you again. Nice. Getty, what made you get this game? What made you pick this game? <laughs> well, I saw that it was a, a game jam, so I wanted to see how how good it would be given the time constraint. And I got to tell you, for how ridiculous it is, the physics on the sword actually felt pretty good. Even as Joel was explaining, there's ways to like wiggle yourself back and forth. Um, to get through some of the obstacles but at the same time you have to treat it as a puzzle game because you're not going to be able to to do everything you want to either the sword has to go in front of you or in in back of you and towards the end it gets real picky like there's a minute amount of error that you can have in order to progress you really got to really kind of give it some english I, again i found out i found a way to pogo a little bit mm-hmm. so i had the sword up and down and i was kind of bouncing off of it but even that was uh once i figured that out it was still pretty short-lived because it then more obstacles <laughs> became harder to pass through I, I will say like i want to be clear this is an impressive game that's been made everything feels smooth and complete uh it it actually feels like a functioning game instead of a. uh you know, Iron Maiden that Bennett Foddy was. But yeah, I, I've just, this is one of those genre of game where it's, it's kind of like, uh, what's that game that you're sort of climbing on other guys to reach the top of the Mount your friends. Game. Mount your friends. Mount it's your like friends? Mount your friends where it's just like, it, it deals in weird controls and you have to sort of get around that. Yeah. And I, and I think that this might have been just a game that started as, like, what is a funny joke you can make and then build a video game around that joke. Mm-hmm. And I think I think they did it successfully. Uh, I felt demoralized, <laughs> to say the least. You know, the dragon seemed unimpressed, mm-hmm. despite how big my sword got. So, I agree. It's pretty good. I like it. I like it. It's very impressive. Next... Getty, you brought us Werewolf. Do you want to tell us about Werewolf? <laughs> I can. I, I feel like you're just picking on me, though. Uh, Alex, Why? you got to give me a little bit of mercy here. I was on Alpha Beta Gamer, mm-hmm. and like 90% of the stuff was sign up for a beta, and maybe you'll get into it in the next month. And I was like, well, well, i got to come up with something here. Uh, mm-hmm. Were Werewolf, uh, spelled were.wolf is a student game and it 
it is a uh, what's the best way to put it not quite puzzle platformer yeah puzzle platformer very akin to celeste or super meat boy uh, where you play as a werewolf and you can change your shape between human and werewolf and you need to get to the end in order to save your humanity the yes you're you're in a world where werewolves are being jailed and tortured and you are making your way out the yeah the the core mechanic of turning into from a human to a werewolf was kind of funny because there were security guards patrolling with vision cones and it's 2d but you could see their vision cones very clearly left and right turning into the human they would say hey be safe there's a werewolf out there <laughs> you know and they, so they were kind of looking for that for you but you turned back into a human uh, and then there's even a cooldown once you turn into a werewolf that you can't you can't go back and forth very like rapidly. You have to pick and choose your moments because there's a cooldown. Um, I liked you know they had double jumps and dashes, and then uh, it was you know finding boxes, opening crates, opening gates, things like that. I, I felt like it could have used another mechanic, something else to just kind of freshen up the, like the gameplay. You wanted to attack people? Well, I, I don't know about an attack. I mean, the person who developed this yeah. frames it as a sort of stealth game. I mean, it goes back to that whole tone thing that they do in Metal Gear Solid where, you know, the guard is moving back and forth, and that's their tone of vision. It, it's, I, I think if you get too much into the combat, it turns into something like... Um, Castlevania. Mir- mirrors. You know, yeah, <laughs> that. I was, I was going to compare it to Mirror's Edge, where it's just like the part that feels good feels really good, but then they force you into fighting, and then it becomes not good because it breaks up the thing you're there to do. I Yeah, so, so what I was thinking was more something like throw a rock to distract them, and you have to get past them a different way. They take away your ability to transform into a human, so now you have to throw rocks to distract them or do something else. Throw, give, give me a little bit of something, maybe a, a not a, uh, not a dash, but like an upward dash, and then you have to make a, the, and then give me like a vertical level. Something else to kind of freshen it up, because uh, I definitely thought it was very clean and very, it was very thought out. It was very planned. It didn't feel haphazard, haphazard. so the puzzles took a second i had to step through a thought process to solve them and that's where i felt like it shined more was when i was getting those aha moments where i figured out how to grab the box avoid the the, the guard put it on the sh- uh on the switch find the other lever D- like just going back and forth figuring out the puzzles felt good i just i feel like though in the short period of time that i did play i started to kind of feel like i had seen what there needed to be and that's what i want a little bit just a little bit fresher I think there needs to be more werewolf-focused segments. Like, you, you go back to, like, thinking, like, you get to be a werewolf. You can, you know, maul stuff. And I, I know I just said I don't want combat here. But, like, <laughs> uh, you, you want to be able to feel powerful and, and quick in the way that they made it. But then in this game, you're confined to this space where you are only doing the stealth and swapping back and forth. If this were ever fleshed out to a full game, what I'd love to see would be sort of the okay, this is the stealth level. Okay, this is the 2D action platformer level. Something to sort of break it up a little bit. Okay. Katie, any last thoughts on Wolf? No, that was, was pretty concise. I enjoyed it. I especially liked finding uh, all of the people hidden around the stages. 
I don't know if you guys... Oh, yeah, they would do little flavor text? Yeah, the goblin that was like, hey, you don't touch my food. <laughs> he was my favorite person in the whole game. Then there was there was writing along most of the walls, and, and it... What's, I don't even remember it now, but it, it was one of those things where they're trying to give some flavor text to help the world building, and uh, that was interesting, at least. Yeah, and just some context for why things were happening or how, how you're supposed to feel about it. Because being that werewolf and the way he could, he was so mobile, so mobile, I felt like I, those guys weren't a threat. So adding the, the blood smear and messages and these people that are trapped, it did give a little bit more of a menacing feel to it. Mm-hmm. Wow, we really wolfed down those betas. Crickets. <laughs> I wrote something there. I'm not going to read that. I was proud of my <laughs> bad dad joke. <laughs> no, you don't do that. Yeah. I'm the only one allowed to do the bad dad joke. I'm a dad. <laughs> Isn't Alex a hey. dad? Hey! Hey! Let's dad noise our way out of here. Uh, okay, let's take a break. Crack your back a little bit. We'll be right back, guys. <laughs> Hey news, if Alec thinks I'm going to read his Linux news, he's going to be 20 minutes into this episode before being disappointed. Oh, <laughs> got you good. Boom. <laughs> I'm not going to read news I don't understand, Alec. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, I can just we- picture him in my mind. <laughs> like, oh! Uh, <laughs> what happened? You're you know, supposed to read my news thing. You can't win, okay? Because either we don't read the news and he gets bothered, hot and bothered by that, or we read the news, do a terrible job describing what it was, and then he comes back with a list of corrections. Th- th- those are the only two outcomes. I'm opting for the former. <laughs> news! The Simpsons arcade game is Arcade 1-Up's newest machine. Pre-orders are now open. Cool. I like the Simpsons arcade game. How much one. do those cabinets run? Like 150? Oh, I think some of these go up to three. Yeah, uh, it goes it's between 150 and three, from my understanding. Especially the the Sims. I mean, these Simpsons cabinets—they look exactly like the original. And these cabinets trying to do four-player oh, are right. insane. It's insane. These things are little mini cabinets. <laughs> Even did you guys go to the website here for that news? Are you gonna make me? No. There, there's a it. yes there, there's a picture there that sort of gives you a scale of like how big it is and one no offense to these guys but they picked pretty short guys i think <laughs> or, or there's like a perspective shift that they're doing where like the the uh people are in the back while the actual arcade is in the front oh no these Something's guys going on there. their knees are bent you could definitely tell that they're phoning it in here if they were standing <laughs> at their oh, full yeah. height this thing's only got to be like what maybe five feet tall if we're being generous mm-hmm. i'd say five feet i was gonna say four foot four foot nine maybe yeah seeing stuff like this it is a cool 
hobbyist kind of thing to have a room where you can have all your mini arcades, but d give me the one that just has like a thousand games in one, and we'll move on here. You could just build one of those, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yes, you can. I think you can even buy sort of pre-built wooden sets to build the cabinet around, uh, which is probably what I would need. I, I wouldn't dare pr try this project uh, now or ever, but... <laughs> I might. I might. Moving on. Xbox will be built into TVs. Xbox branded streaming devices uh, are going to be announced with that. So uh, I assume it's like Game Pass will be built into these things, or it's like full Xboxes? I I have to imagine it's... Well, it's streaming, right? So, yeah. so I mean, if, if the whole point is just to get your fandom to be able to go wherever... I would think it would make sense to make it the full-featured Xbox uh, stuff, as long as you could buy it or pay for it digitally, as long as you're playing digitally, right? Cause well, I was going to say, Xbox Series S is the one that doesn't even have a disk drive. True. Mm -hmm. Very true. So they're they're gearing towards that way anyway. Uh, I yeah. think I think that's a smart play. The problem is going to become when certain TV manufacturers won't play nice with them. Uh, I can think of one big one that would prefer them not be on their tvs but samsung sony <laughs> phillips <laughs> magnology <laughs> continuing on hackers stole ea's data so uh it's not only uh the developers of cloud punk no, um not cloud punk, cyberpunk. cyberpunk uh it's also ea and they have confirmed uh this data breach including fifa source code which is kind of wild because that's just all FIFA source code, period, right? Because it's like just iterative. I, one gets you ten of them. Is <laughs> that what we're talking about? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> like how, that just feels half-assed. Like, oh, I stole FIFA. All right, what else are you gonna make? All with of FIFA. I'm gonna make another FIFA. Like, okay, the market's kind of small for that. What What's funny is I see more and more stories about companies getting hacked. Getting held ransom for Bitcoin, <laughs> all this crazy stuff. Even where I work, there, as far as I know, nothing's happened. But they are stressing real hard, like the need to clamp down, be vigilant about not touching spam and stuff. It's it's just uh, that's the world we're living in, and clearly, some of them are not prepared. Guys, real talk though, what would you mod if you had the FIFA source code? Sonic the Hedgehog. You would just put all Sonics in the game? Oops, all Sonics. Oops, all... Or all Goku. Ooh, ooh, what about all Gokus? And didn't they already make one of those? Isn't that Captain I mean, uh, Fighters. Tsubasa? I still have to get bid, that. Yeah, Bid head mode. I would, just, I would just remake Captain Tsubasa in FIFA. Yeah. We need bid head mode. And big head. Uh, but honestly, like something like uh, Battlefield, Battlefront, whatever, mm -hmm. that's... I feel like you could do more with that. You can mod it a bunch of different ways. This is... I I guess it's valuable to them. I know that football is a big thing, especially working with a, a company like I do, where it's international and everybody's about to talk smack for the next couple of months, but... I, what do they do with source code? Are, are they going to just like put it in a zip drive and host it on like a... A website somewhere <laughs> uh, to torrent. Well, I assume they're trying to sell it, right? So people then would make distribute their own. it, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Oops, all Sonic. I would, <laughs> I would find. I, well, I would also find a way to make it a battle royale. Just everyone kicking balls at each other until they die. Doesn't that also exist? Isn't Blood Bowl a game? <laughs> a murder bowl? We don't speak about Blood Bowl Sh- here. Shut up, Getty. <laughs> shut up. It's original ideas. Fine. H game mode. All of them are anime schoolgirls. I feel like that probably exists too. Ooh, shout out to Damn Chris Moving on. Zach who found an H game on the Nintendo Switch store this week and immediately texted me about it. <laughs> I think that says more about you than it does anything does else. Does it? You ha- you have a kind of you have a profile of particular tastes. We all do. I have a particular set of skills skills I've acquired over a long <laughs> career of being on this podcast. Two B comes to fall, guys. Two <laughs> B coming to fall, guys. Two Bean. That's that's pretty stupid, but also pretty awesome. I might play Fall Guys just for the two B skin. <laughs> And then we have our freebies. Freebies this week, Deep Space Anomaly at Indie Gala, Museum of Other Realities on Steam, Doodle Devil in Indie Gala, Missed Messages on Steam, and Control on the Epic Game Store. All uh, good stuff, all good stuff. I, I'm going to play Missed uh, Messages. It seems like a, a horror kind of reading someone uh, reading text messages on your phone kind of game. Yeah, I so that I was just cool. gonna say we should pitch some of these out and try them. <laughs> we we've been uh, sort of like spreading the word of hey free games, but it makes me wonder like okay which which one of these are the diamond in the rough, you know? J- Joel, we played a couple of them. You just ch- ch- chose not to. Mm. I think he's calling you out, Joel. I don't know mm-hmm. what you're referring to. What was Getty? What was that game? The motorcycle? Steel rats. Steel rats. I played, and we played that um, the detective game, the detective adventure game. Wait, I just remembered. I was the only one who played Steel Rats because everybody else bailed on it. <laughs> oh, that, that doesn't count, guys. then. That doesn't count. Uh, but the detective game, the detective action game was good. So you, that was a fun one. You have one. one example where that happened. We've done it twice. <laughs> this counts. Now, I do love cheesecake, so let's take a snack break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Back with the backlog blog, where we play games that are just throwing shade at us. Legitimately shade. Uh, Getty and I played Salt and Sanctuary. Salt and Sanctuary, a 2D, uh, a little cartoony, a little bit you know, dark and grim, almost like a Tim Burton cartoon uh, art style, uh, Souls-like game. Getty, I got you a copy of Salt and Sanctuary. What do you think? Alex killed a guy to get me it. I did. Uh, you guys seen Scribble Knots? You know of it? That, that's yes. the that's the game where you type out something and then it appears on the field for you to solve a puzzle. I have no idea about the actual gameplay, but the characters are like <laughs> super customizable. 
Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's kind of what the character models in this remind me of. Like, every piece of armor, uh, if you swap it, then it'll replace it on the character, and it's a little cartoony. Uh, but, being that it's a Souls game, it is unforgiving. Your currency, to level up, is salt. So much salt. Yeah, real salty. Like, I can't even imagine how much salt my character has consumed at this point. It can't be healthy. What level are you at? 30-something? 34, maybe? Oh, okay. Quantify the salt in terms of McDonald's fries. Well, you can find little bags, pouches of salt, and you can also get, like, backpacks full of salt. So, I have to imagine at least two and a half large mcdonald's fries (laughs) so in terms of salt is there a like a pillar of salt somewhere that it's coming from or what i'm not really sure what the whole salt thing is and the game's pretty light on the content story content Uh, it starts out where you're on a boat and you get that classic uh oh you got to kill this guy and then he immediately kills you and destroys the ship and you wash up on a shore and then from there you know you kind of build your character there's different classes to be sure there's there's a lot of different classes and uh, the level up system is really the sphere grid from final fantasy 10 really (laughs) yeah you don't have to get as much but you have to like feed points into it so that it unlocks further and further down the path. And, I mean, you can upgrade your strength, you can upgrade your endurance, which means that you can carry more, uh, because heavy armor and heavy weapons, they'll weigh you down. And then... It all, de- it all depends on, like, because again, it's just like the sphere grid, uh, it depends on your class, so uh, different classes will be on the different parts of the sphere grid. Yeah. You get points for the sphere grid by turning in salt, um, which, of course, you lose if you die and you have to go and grab it. Um, and, yeah, so uh, me, I'm, I chose Paladin, and that is uh, mostly strength and endurance build. So that's kind of where I am at in the, the tree. But, again, you get also, like, different things where you'll get, um, I think, like, more MP for magic spells or more agility for crits and stuff like that. So the further you build out. And you can, again, split into different parts of the trees going into, like, I can take my paladin into the rogue tree and get more agility and stuff like that i mean you can also make this into a multiplayer game variability if you want can you i saw somebody you can so in the game if you hire or you bring one of the stone tablets to to your temple you can unlock somebody that allows you to bring a friend into your game so technically we could play if we both have switch copies yeah, I, we should do that, and then you can help me level up. I'm going to tell you where I'm at. It's not It's not fun. <laughs> I had to do the thing where I ran in, killed a bunch of guys, and then ran back. And then I finally, after I leveled up and up, was able to find a, a spot that will get me back to a sanctuary. My God, it is. There's no map screen Anything that you find online, you pretty much like have to grab a magnifying glass and try and figure out where you're at and be like, oh, God, I'm on the wrong side of the map. It's huge. Oh, God, that's like back in the day when you would 
print off a map for a game from a, a website <laughs> and uh, just like have it next to you all the time to refer to. Like, there's a stupid amount of bosses in this game. I think I have defeated six. I want to say that there's 20 areas or something, so I'm, I'm not close to anything. Hmm. I've only beaten the one, the the guy at the very top of the, the cathedral. But, um, no, I, I think that, the, again, this is pretty par on uh, pretty uh, par for what you'd see in, like, a Souls game. It just reminds me of, like, uh, Dark Souls, where there is no map. You just kind of have to memorize the paths, and eventually you'll find the shortcut that'll bring you back to a place that's more familiar and you're like oh somehow i ended up back here this is familiar i know how to get to where oh I'm going and next. god forbid that you should stumble across a boss while you're exploring <laughs> you're god, not yeah. you're not Whoops. That. so it does have that's not prepared it does have that whole thing where like you you die you come back to a supposed like campfire yeah and then you have to yes. go find your corpse to gain the whole health bar back not the health bar, yep. but... Well, not, it's, not, it's not a health bar, but it's to get your salt back yeah. to level up. Okay. Otherwise, it's gone forever. Forever. Gotcha. And uh, then, you know, you get the three or four potions that, you know, refill at the campfire. You have to roll, but if you have the armor, you fat roll. I'm, I'm a fat roller. <laughs> a fat roller. <laughs> what What is fat rolling? <laughs> It's if you have too much armor, and again, if you if you play, you should play more Souls games because mm-hmm. that's it's a fun thing. But when you roll and you have too much armor, your character just kind of falls, and then like okay. rolls over slowly. <laughs> All right. Yeah, All it's right. that's what they call it in the Souls like the community. They call it fat rolling. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. You know, again, if you don't build up that uh, the whatever the stat is to handle the heavy armor. Um, you're just going to be fat rolling. So most people like go half naked through runs <laughs> just because they're like, I don't want to fat roll. So it's, but I mean, it, again, it's more than a you can be a tanky, then, like, tanky person or a dodge person, yeah. you know? Okay. Daddy, what class did you choose? I think I chose fighter. I can't remember. I was like, give me something so I can attack things. I don't want to try and <laughs> learn the magic system in this game. And then I've just been running around either switching between, uh, the sword and board, or a spear, because the spear has a good amount of range. I found. Mm. Okay, I've been I've been tanking and uh, trying to parry when I can. Parrying is pretty good. You get a good a good heavy hit with it, so that's been pretty fun when you can. What I don't like is that. Uh, I mean, I mean, it, you know, like the Souls games, there's traps. So you're like walking along and then all of a sudden a giant spiked tree branch just falls on top of you with like nails in your face. It's pretty brutal. Oh yeah. And it's a, it's actually just a it's just a physically dark game. I felt in some spots I couldn't see very well. You were using your torch, right? I it said <laughs> I had torches, but looking through my inventory they did not exist. Yeah, I I always buy so more from run out. Torches are very helpful. Mm, I gotta look again. But I've only played like I want to say an hour so far. So you're you're further ahead of me. Oh yeah. So that's Salt and Sanctuary. Uh, I also been playing another blast from the past. Uh, this was just uh, on sale, and it's it's a blast of the past for me. Uh, I believe it was what Saturn. Uh, I, was it I Saturn? think so. Back yeah. in my day. <laughs> yeah. And I, I remember this very fondly. 
uh, because it was something I grew up with. Uh, let's see here. I didn't realize it was four games of this. <laughs> There's one that I played called Panzer Dragoon Orta that was on the OG Xbox. Uh, so that yes. that's the one I got a taste of, and it's I mean it's basically an on rails shooter, but you're riding a dragon, you know, and it that version of the game it it felt good, it looked good. I I've been meaning to I assume you got the release on Switch or on a recent console. Yeah, I got yeah. the re-release of Panzer Dragoon uh, on rails. You have toggle buttons that will toggle your direction that you're looking and it's in the four cardinal directions like forward back left and right that's not the cardinal directions the cardinal directions is north south east west <laughs> but whatever none of this matters forward back left and right <laughs> and then from there you're shooting at your enemies and if you charge your shot you could paint the targets and let go and you'll barrage them all uh it's really really short really short <laughs> so you do or don't recommend picking it up well I, I don't i don't find i don't find any uh i don't find any immediate value in something that is uh a little on rails that's a little it, it's very straightforward is just you your character on rails and you're just shooting every once in a while and then just looking so i only recommend if you have the nostalgia for it and you feel like oh i remember panzer dragoon and then you get it on cheap get it cheap on the on a sale or something but no i don't i do not recommend it really hmm. no replay yeah it's a it's a product of its time i don't um i like nostalgia plays to a certain extent but when you come back to that play it for an hour beat it and then just kind of forget about it i don't know if i i don't, I don't find the fact that i like if i if it, if that time that one hour I played was value, or was it me looking at something and being like, "Huh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that." Uh, I didn't feel that. I, I, I can't recall a specific moment, but yeah, I did it. Yeah, like if I were to go back to uh, something a little bit more like a, a meteor, I was going back and playing, you know, Persona Three or uh, Wild Arms for PlayStation One. I feel. Like, that still holds a lot of value to me because I am uh, engaging in the systems and I feel like I'm still being challenged. I feel like I'm still uh, discovering or I'm, I'm at least reliving lots of different things that are going on. And I feel like this is just so one note that it, I just, uh, I don't feel like a lot, there's a lot going back for me there. Except for the fact that for me personally, that's a, uh, oh, cool. Remember that when I was a kid? Fantastic. Why'd you have to say Wild Arms? Moving on. Now I just want to go back and play two. <laughs> I liked all three Wild Arms. There's more than three. They were. There was only three that mattered. <laughs> I miss being young oh. enough to put that much time in an RPG. I do too. This was supposed <laughs> to be the year of JRPGs, and it's been uh, half the year, and I have played or have beaten one well we'll get there it's just gonna be a long road <laughs> i don't know i put in some quality yeah. rpg time this year you beat two of them two or three and that's pretty solid because they were very long so good work getty don't work. congratulate me i'm a garbage person <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm still ahead on the beat list this year. Moving on to a bonus segment, Chiptunes. This is a segment I made up. Chiptunes. <laughs> we make up every segment. <laughs> we do. He, he made this up, so I actually have to put effort into editing and find the music he's talking about. All right, Chiptunes is where I bring... Uh, video games into the world of music as uh, we, you know, focus on the indies and all the video game stuff, but uh, we don't always talk about the music, and not even just the video game soundtracks, adjacent. Try to keep things, uh, all things adjacent. And in this case, I found something as I am a new father, and I'm trying to, you know, put, you know, think of lullabies and finding lullaby music on Spotify. I have found uh, a group called Gentle Love and their albums... Uh, that are titled Prescription for Sleep. These are orchestrated video game soundtracks that are uh, lullabies for your child or anybody to go to sleep. But some of the soundtracks that they're doing, they're covering and turning into these smooth, like sleepy time music that i really just I, I love and they bring me to like i was telling uh joel i was putting my child to bed and the uh, maiden in black theme from demon souls which is like the hub world song yep. came on but it's the lullaby version with a smooth saxophone and still i felt a little bit tense because demon souls makes me stressed out <laughs> and that's where i was like well this is really good and they have a really good saxophone but i'm also a little bit stressed that that uh, that particular track, what's great about it is that it has some real great discord as they're traversing through the different chord progressions. And it just, that booming saxophone coupled with the sort of soft piano going on, it, I'm not sure how well it will help for sleep <laughs> on this uh, one, but it uh, it pairs really nicely with each other. Yeah, they and they've, they've done a... Um they usually do just a couple of you know uh, this is a tr- this is ten tracks of just different video game music, but they have done. Uh, sp- they this year they released one that was just music from Stardew Valley. Uh, mm-hmm. They've done uh, Wizard of Legend, Shovel Knight's music, Celeste's music, uh, Undertale. Uh, let's see, Boss music. Uh, so and then just gen- uh, then a bunch of different video game songs that have uh, been turned into lullabies that I really really like and. Uh, it bring it, you know. I'm I'm half half awake there with the child listening to uh, Mario 64's uh, swimming song, or you know, like Shovel Knight's theme and stuff like that. I, I'm pretty into. Also, uh, Gentle Love is the saxophone. He's a, uh, there's two people: a saxophonist and a pianist. The saxophonist, I'm not Norihiko Habino, uh, was he played music for Metal Gear Solid in the Bayonetta series, and the pianist uh, Ayaki. Uh, he played uh, piano f- on some of the tracks for Persona Q. Good so they actually are in the video game industry as well. Uh, I uh, I was very happy when I saw a Stardew Valley <laughs> album. It's uh, it's just, uh, you know, I've been listening to them for a while, and then the Stardew Valley album dropped this year. Mm-hmm. And I look at that, and I go, oh, come on, that's just, that's just too perfect. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's, it's just it, it's just what you need, you know, just to relax. Yeah, that that and Hollow Knight, that those are two that are like you want to listen to the whole album. You know, there aren't just the hit tracks and the throwaway ones. The uh, we listened to it in the car, telling I while we were heading to run a few errands today, and 
put the first one on and after a minute it's just like this is great i'm gonna fall asleep if i keep listening to this so it's just like well yeah. we'll see i have to, have to save it for later it it, it works it, it does work uh it puts the baby to sleep and uh and oftentimes me too so i i sleep a lot in the rocker uh to uh definitely um megalomania from undertale with a sweet saxophone uh, breaking down that hot track into a lullaby form. So I just wanted to bring uh, gentle love and prescription to sleep uh, for sleep to the podcast and uh, to the to the world so more people listen to that group. Now let's move on to one last thing. One last thing is where we give one last sentence, one last statement, sending us into the weekend and you, the listener, into the weekday. For me... Uh, I've been running around uh, recording for projects and doing all sorts of uh, back-end stuff and still finding time to kick ass in Near Replicant. That game is just sad. Joel? Uh, it's my fault that this is a short episode. I was supposed to do a segment. I didn't complete my segment. It's probably better off for NetSuite anyway. Don't feel bad, Joel. I don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I just also, Joel, why don't you talk about how the floodgates are now open? You brought near replicant. <laughs> Me and you are getting on some guilty gear strive. We're doing it. Yep, yep. I, uh, I'm, I'm. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> You're going broke this year, Getty. Mm. I think that Final Fantasy VII remake integrated came out today or this week or something. It did. Maybe I'll get it. I. I still need to finish something. I don't know what I need to finish. None of this matters. Just just end the episode. <laughs> I want to I want to do it, but I have to do the whole upgrade process and then data transfer, and I hear that's kind of a pain. Yeah. So. Hmm. That's all I'm debating is I, I that's the only thing I'm debating is when am I going to find time to like sit down, transfer all my data to the PS5 that it counts and then I'm going to upgrade and then install it. And then pay the twenty dollars to install Integrade, and then play. The world's doing me a great favor of not offering a PlayStation Five right now. That's all yeah. I'll say. Well, I mean, you. you uh, well, I mean, if one, you right? want one, I can get you See? one. I know a guy. I mean, Alex knows a guy because it's him, and he owes you one. <laughs> I don't know you shit. Uh, offer up, offer up the 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 prices have broke down. We're now in the four fifty range, and that includes a second controller. Wait. Let's don't, go. don't these retail at five? Yep. Yeah. Wow. So the the market is flooded. I didn't just need to know. Uh, at premium. least the resale. These I saw the guy I was looking at this selling for four fifty had fourteen. That's oh, why geez. it's cheap. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. you can't sell them for anymore. I spent all my money going broke. Uh, and also, watch out! Next week will be the E three Super Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, let's oh let's do some planning for this so it's actually <laughs> we might fun. need to push it back to the weekend so that i can actually watch some absorb of... what you saw yeah again it'll be next week next week will be the super episode. what what days are what like who who presents on what day uh we had a schedule i just don't know where i put you on the spot <laughs> i know i wasn't he said prepared for we this. have a schedule uh, like he's e3 <laughs> uh no we um <laughs> no his his uncle we, is e3 
No, uh, Nintendo World Report has been keeping me updated on that stuff. Here we go. They actually had some good announcements today, but I'm not going to go into it until our super sewed. Uh, we got uh, Ubisoft Saturday, uh, Gearbox Saturday, uh, Xbox and Bethesda on Sunday, Square Enix Sunday, Warner Brothers, Back you for see, Blood. It's only Back for Blood. The problem with this is, now, you're talking that this upcoming weekend is E3. Uh-huh. So yes. by the time this gets dropped, all of this will have mm-hmm. already occurred. <laughs> yes. We always do this. That's why we're not we, talking I about always, the stuff that happened today, because E3 started we today. Look, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't doing this for our listeners. I was doing this for me. Yeah, we should have done it off air. <laughs> Monday, uh, we got the Indie Showcase, Capcom. Thir- uh, Tuesday is Nintendo, Bandai Namco. You know, he's going to have to do this all again when he remembers all of our Twitch streaming. <laughs> and that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where I'm back, I made my triumphant return, and I will continue until Frog Fractions 2, actually, it's technically Frog Fractions 3, is complete. I will finish that game. I get a good chunk in two hours. I did pretty good. Did you guys, you guys, you guys didn't tune in. You guys didn't, didn't tune in. I think it was there for like five minutes. Poked in on some weird. You missed the game. I found a mini game where I was roommates with a uh, a xenomorph, and I had to. And his name was Todd, and I had to passively aggress uh, passive aggressively make him annoyed by doing stuff to his stuff, like drinking his beer and leaving crumbs on the table and moving the couch and hiding the remote. <laughs> that, that's that's what the game was. Hmm. Terrible. So, frog fractions. It's fantastic, and I will continue to play it and enjoy it. That was Monday, 2D Tuesdays. Is, is it 2D Tuesdays? Not so? anymore. No, we are we are on Stylander's Marathon. So uh, my weird my wife and I spent a shameful amount of these a lifetime ago. We for some reason decided to keep them, and then found them during sorting stuff. I was just like, oh, that's right. That was a period of our lives. <laughs> so we're uh, we're dredging it back up since the series is now buried with Toys for Bob being sort of built into the Call of Duty people now. Uh, but we're going to give it a little bit of a, a rodeo here. So, going to be on that for a while. Okay. Wednesday, we got nothing. Thursday is podcast night. Uh, Friday, uh, this week, the, by the time it's aired, you're going to miss it anyways. Kevin's going to be out. Uh, I got to double check. Did he beat Metal Gear Revengeance? I'm sure he'll tell you he did. He was close. We'll see. He was close. He, he at least got to that uh, huge spider monster thing. Nope. Saturday is going to be Skylander Saturday. And uh, actually, I took Sundays. I took Sunday. Alec was out Monday. Oh, with God. The whole algorithm is doing his Metrovania Munoz. <laughs> it's fine. This is all out of control. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com and provide a review on iTunes or the Alex Linux news back from the dead of your choice. Thanks for listening. GG, Joel. Good game. GG, get Good game. No GG, Alec. You're out. Good night, everybody. <laughs>